The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to First Bite, the pride of Detroit's preview podcast for prideofdetroit.com but instead of previewing the upcoming week we have moved to the offseason we want to talk general manager candidates head coaching candidates all that sort of fun stuff my name is jeremy reisman i am the managing editor over at pride of detroit and your co-host for first bite with me as always ryan matthews ryan how we doing today i'm doing great but i can't believe we didn't call an audible dalvin cook is out the lions stand a chance Stop hurrah, it. hurrah. Oh, no, it, right, it, it's going to be an Amir Abdullah show, and he's going to show us up. And there, there's your preview. We're done with it. I'm 100% here for a Amir Abdullah revenge game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we uh, there was news last week, late last week, that the Lions have a brand new general manager candidate that no one really was talking about. Um, one that's kind of a, a name that there isn't a ton of info out there. So I wanted to dig right into it, and that's Brad Holmes, the director of college scouting for the Rams. He's had that position since 2013, and we have a special guest to talk about him and and give us a kind of background based on his time covering the Rams. That's our good friend now, our now good friend, I should say, Vinny Bonsignor, over uh, the the beat writer for the Raiders now over at the Las Vegas Review Journal, but spent decades in L.A. covering the Rams. Vinny, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year to you as well. Um, the reason I reached out to you is because you had a really, really interesting article in The Athletic where it sounded like you had a lot of backroom access there um, entitled Inside the Rams Draft Process, the most in-depth system in the NFL, where you interviewed Holmes uh, among a ton of people in that organization. Um, before we get into Holmes at all, what makes the Rams draft process so in-depth? Like, why why is that something that, that's so interesting and so unique and, and has obviously shown the, the Rams a lot of success in recent years? Yeah, um, and, you know, keep in mind, they haven't had a first-round pick uh, since 2016 um, in Jer- with Jared Goff. They gave up, you know, draft picks to go up to the top of the draft to go get him. They've traded away first-round picks uh, in the Jalen Ramsey trade, um, among others. Um, so... Uh, when you look at the Rams drafts, especially uh, you know uh, post 2016, uh, they've been getting it done and, and bringing in um, you know high quality players beyond the first round, and um, I think that that's a testament to 
their organization. Uh, there's a lot of bright minds uh, in that uh, in that front office and in the office that Les Need, their general manager, uh, is the leader of, Brad Holmes uh, included. He's a, a, a trusted lieutenant um, with a a big voice in the process. Um, there's a lot of respect uh, and teamwork uh, in that in that uh, process and in that front office. Um, so, uh, you know, and allowing people to have ideas, you know, uh, and, and I, I'll just tell a quick story. I remember, um, and, the, and it, it filters down throughout that organization, but I remember talking to some offensive linemen uh, about their conversations with Sean McVay and how Sean McVay uh, and their offensive line coach, Aaron Cromer, give, give these players a seat at the table in terms of the process and talking and articulating and picking their brain and a voice, basically. And uh, I remember saying, uh, I believe it was Rob Havenstein, um, hey, or, or maybe it was Andrew Whitworth. It was, it, was, it was along the lines of, well, shouldn't that be the case everywhere? Shouldn't you know the players be a process and, and coaches and front office want your and want and value your opinion? And it was one of those slap on the back, you know, you're so naive, any, um, you know, no, it's not always the case there. It should be, uh, but it isn't always the case uh, from organization to organization. But that's something that the Rams preach from the top down. Um, and, uh, you know, as a result, uh, somebody as, as bright uh, and as capable as a, as a Brad Holmes has a, has a, has a voice uh, in the process and a big voice in the process. And I think throughout, you know, because of that organization, because of that um, willingness to listen and be open minded and kind of check the ego at the door, uh, you end up with with positive drafts, even though you don't have first round picks. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's a lot of. Uh... That, that's a lot of goodwill, I think, that you build up, um, especially when you when you become a voice that's that big in, in an organization that, you know, like you said, without many first round picks um, to make the kind of uh, to make the kind of selections that they have made um, with Brad Holmes being the director of college scouting since 2013. Vinny, uh, if you could maybe provide a little bit more insight into um, his role in terms of some of the players that he's hit on. I, I think the biggest one is probably Aaron Donald. Um, and that's a, that's a name that definitely sends chills down lions fans spines because uh, that's, that's, that's a touchy subject with us, but can, <laughs> the one can you elaborate? Away. Yeah. The, the one that got away. Could you, could you elaborate a little bit more on maybe Brad Holmes and, and maybe even what he is like, uh, you know, his role um, specifically within that organization? Yeah, well, he, he's the head of the department, uh, you know, college, college scouting. So he, he runs that department. Um, and obviously he's got uh, an army of scouts uh, that, that work under him. And, you know, their draft process goes back to, um, I mean, they're already working on the draft process, obviously. But it really gets underway in terms of scouting the next wave uh, in training camp. And by the time, you know, guys get to training camp, scouts, they, they have their organizational meetings during training camp. Um, you know, that's when scouts get their get their walking orders of, of where they're going to be and who the priorities are and who the, you know, the top players are. Uh, and then each of those scouts goes, fans out across the country, uh, covering their area of, uh, of, of, of the country, including including Brad Holmes. But one of the things that he does is, uh, they call it, I forget the exact term, but anyway, it, it's when somebody likes somebody, or really like somebody, uh, you know, they want to get other eyeballs on them. And this, when I'm saying this, this is during the course of the college football season. Um, so they have a, a, a basically a double cover where where uh, somebody over the top of the, that scout now comes in and, and checks it out as well. Um, you know, to get a, to get eyeballs uh, on the player the, themselves, uh, because obviously one player, one one scout can't go see everybody. Uh, that's that's impossible. 
the course of the season. So he'll come in, um, you know, uh, as coverage to, to take a look at somebody that, you know, uh, the uh, guys are taking a look at. And in the case of Aaron Donald, that, that's, that's another case of, um, you know, uh, communication and, and, you know, everyone feeling comfortable to voice their opinion. It was a lower-level scout who was cutting up film <laughs> of, of Pitt and that area of the country, and he kept seeing, you know, Aaron Donald just make a play after play after play, and, you know, it was one of those, hey, guys, I just want to let you know there's a guy at Pittsburgh, you know, that hey, this guy's pretty good, you know, I, I, and, and so uh, it kind of evolved from there, um, you know, uh, his, the, 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 uh, the passion that, they, that the Rams had for Aaron Donald, uh, and then that continued in, the, in at the Senior Bowl where he just blew up the Senior Bowl. Unfortunately for them, uh, the teams ahead of them, and keep in mind, you know, they had the second pick in the draft that year, uh, and they drafted a, a, a tackle from uh, Auburn with the second yeah. pick who just kind of flamed out. Uh, but I think Aaron was, what, the 13th pick or 14th pick, somewhere along there uh, in that draft, and he was still there uh, kind of inexplicably when you look back at it now, um, you know, and, and, and the Rams got their, got their guy. But it was teamwork. Uh, it, it, it literally sometimes comes down to that. Not to say that Aaron Donald was a unknown or anything like that. Obviously, he was a first-round pick. But this lower-level scout who kind of fell in love with him just cutting up film, and that's all his job was, was to cut up film to get it to people like Brad Holmes and other people like that. Uh, and he just made a point, you guys have to see this guy, uh, Aaron Donald, at, at Pitt. And that's kind of where it really started uh, their connection to him. Yeah, and that that's a really interesting story. And, and you, you kind of mentioned how the whole top-down approach where everyone's doing their job, everyone is kind of staying out of their each other's way and, and letting everyone do their own job. That's something that, that Chris Spielman specifically talked about, what he wanted to build here in Detroit. Um, guys that, that can hire smart people around them and trust them to do their own job instead of having that, you know, like you said, checking your ego at the door, that sort of thing. Which kind of leads me into my next question. Who's Brad Holmes as a person? Um, there's, again, there's there's so little information out there about him. Um, you put out a tweet recently calling him emotionally intelligent, great listener, detailed, patient. Uh, can you expand on that? What what do you know about him as a person? Yeah, uh, definitely all, all, all of those things. Uh, you know, a, a, a true gentleman, there's no question about that. Um, but somebody that when you sit down and talk to him, you understand he is where he is. And to check the ego uh, at the door, um, uh, type of a type of a, uh, characterization. Um, if you think about it, yeah, you haven't heard much about him. Um, you know, if you're a Rams fan, you, you, you know who he is. Um, uh, and it's in the NFL, obviously, people know who Brad Holmes is. He's definitely on the on the Lions' radar in a strong way. Uh, but I think that that the fact that he's not that well known almost speaks to um, something that that's very. Um, appealing about him and he, he everyone has an ego obviously but it's not it's where you know he's tooting or his own horn or he's or he's trying to you know make it about him or he's you know getting the name out there uh, not that there's anything necessarily wrong with that uh, but there are people who do that and their name gets out there and the name recognition starts to um you know uh uh, circulate above just the the normal level of the nfl uh, where obviously you should be known uh so I think that he does a good job of just doing his job really quietly, well, and really outstandingly, uh, but quietly. And and I think that that's uh, a um, that's a positive attribute uh, in today's world, where yeah. you know people are are pushing and shoving their way uh, to the top sometimes, um, maybe not always deservingly so. Uh, a guy like Brad Holmes um, has been able to fly under the radar in a national kind of a way 
but do a tremendous job. If you look at that Rams roster, uh, they're, they're able to, again, um, you know, um, uh, recreate, not recreate themselves, but, but replenish themselves um, with some high-priced players on that team. That's the other thing to keep in mind. You know, when you're building a, a championship-caliber team and you have, you know, you're extended in a big way on your quarterback, your defensive tackle, um, Ramsey has a big contract. You know, there, there's a, uh, Robert Woods now has a, has a pretty big deal. You know, they, they pay the guys that they, that they, uh, that they value. Uh, sometimes you have to end up walking away from somebody that you really like, but you just don't have uh, enough, uh, you know, money under the cap to be able to, to, to sign that player. Corey Littleton comes to mind. Uh, but you can do that more confidently because behind the scenes, you know, you're jumping and developing guys that maybe the whole world doesn't know, but pretty soon they're going to go, hey, who's that guy? Well, he's been on the roster for about a year or two years, kind of slowly working uh, his way into, uh, into the mix and is ready to step up uh, when, you, when you move on from a veteran that, you know, because of the salary cap, you have to. Corey Littleton is a perfect example. He was an undrafted free agent. Uh, in 2016, uh, and um, at the time, Alec Ogletree was a very productive uh, guy, middle linebacker, inside linebacker that was, you know, 90, 90 plus tackles every year. Um, and they had just re-signed him to a new contract. But because of other uh, priorities, it was, hey, we may have to move on from, from Alec. Um, you know, what are we going to do if we do that? And there's Alec, there's, there's Corey Littleton waiting uh, in the wings. And, and I remember their, their, their linebacker coach, Joe Barry, telling me, you know, Sean Bay calls him up and says, hey, you know, we're thinking about moving on from Alec Olmutree. Uh, do we have coverage? Are we going to be okay if we do that? Heck yes, <laughs> Corey Littleton's here. You know, uh, he's going to be able to get the job done. You know, you got my word on that. And that's meant to not just Joe Barry and the defensive coordinator who at the time Wade Phillips developing Corey Littleton, but Corey Littleton just being there in the first place. And that goes all the way to, you know, Les Need and Brad Holmes and, and, and their staffs and, and being able to find those diamonds in the rough. Joe Barry, by the way, uh, a name that Lions fans are probably pretty familiar with. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That, 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 that's, that's an awesome picture you paint there uh Vinny. the the thing that i i would i would like you to maybe even get uh, a little bit more in depth on is um and i know it's a little bit difficult just because he's the director of college scouting right so he's he's beneath he's he's a little bit buried underneath you know less need and uh you know, either you know taylor morton brian Sanders, these other guys but can, in you you bring up this idea of like it's it's a really delicate dance that he has to play in terms of you know getting an undrafted free agent like Corey Littleton or um, you know playing with these draft picks that aren't necessarily first round draft picks and and trying to seek out certain players. So can you can you maybe paint a little uh, picture for for Lions fans as to like what kind of players um, does he value? I mean, is is character a really big component? Um, maybe speed versus strength. Is he really tuned into analytics? Uh, can you kind of paint paint the picture of uh, you know who who Brad Holmes is as a uh, talent evaluator? Well, um, you know, and as it's been expressed to me, all of those play a role um, in that. Obviously, character is a huge uh, component of of what the Rams you know uh, have have tried to build. Uh, and you know, I know that oh, you know, it's, it's a cliche. Oh, you know, blah blah blah. You know, good character guys. Well. It's important, uh, and it's, it's not just a cliche, and it's not just um, you know uh, um, you know throwing throwing that word out there. Uh, it's it's a big part of this, and um, I think the right the Rams have built 
uh, a strong culture uh, because of that, um, the, the hard line that they draw on uh, on high character players. And if you look at that roster, uh, it's filled with them. And I think that, you know, uh, the, the work that the, the Rams do, um, you know, and, and Brad Holmes is a huge part of that um, with the back checks uh, and, and the vetting um, and the, and the understanding um of who the person is that they're that they're uh, targeting and want to bring into their building, they do draw a, a hard line. And I, I I'll, I'll say this: uh, I can remember a couple of drafts where, you know, um, you know, you know how like we're looking at things from our own eyes, looking at tape. Oh wow, this guy's so great! You know, where does he fit on your board? He's not on our board. Well, why not? He's just not on our board. <laughs> you know, and yeah. you realize that there were some character flaws. Uh, that they just, even though the production, um, you know, w- w- based on just what we're watching, I'm watching, uh, looked pretty uh, reasonable and, and NFL caliber. Um, it, it, it did matter, you know, that that player was not on their on their draft board, and they weren't going to touch him, and they moved, and and so he's off the board. And you know, uh, and I think that's important because it's not just who you bring in, but also what you avoid. Uh, and what you don't bring in, and uh, because that can that can clutter things, and that can you know one bad apple, and all of a sudden the whole thing is toppling over. Um, and so, uh, I think Brad Holmes, when you're talking about what kind of player he he, um, he 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 will pound the door for, or what he prefers, that type of thing. If that's the question, um, I think character obviously comes into play. Obviously, you have to play, but also this is really important. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of synergy between um, the head coach and the coaching staff, and you know, not just Sean McVay, but you know, their offensive coordinator and Aaron Cromer, the offensive line coach. Uh, there's a lot of synergy in terms of um, you know what what the coaching staff is articulating to the front office, Les Snead and his group, and, and Brad Holmes and his group on, hey, this is this is the type of system that we run. This is the kind of scheme that we run. Uh, you know, if, if all I'll think, this is what we're what we need. These are the type of players that we need. And so, so when the coaches are expressing and articulating uh, those uh, you know attributes that they're looking for to, to fit the whatever it is that they're doing schematically, um, the, the ability of Brad Holmes and and his staff to now process that um, is very important because now it kind of narrows what they're looking for. Um, you know, to fit what they're doing, uh, you know, offensively or defensively. And I think the important part of that is that is that synergy that I'm talking about. It's, it's again, checking your ego at the door. It's being open to not thinking you know it all and allowing your coach and your staff and your, uh, you know, uh, position coaches uh, to really have a voice um, in, in, in that as well. And I think that that's really important because it builds trust. You're not just, you know, Thinking that you have to do it all or can do it all, you're 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 listening to the coaches and what their uh, wants uh, and needs are, and then you're formulating your plan, you know, based on that. So, uh, in a long-winded long-winded answer, it's kind of a combination of everything in terms of the players that he kind of prefers. But there's a big part of the skill set that's being articulated to him from the, from the coaching staff. All right, last question before we head to our first break. Um, I kind of find it interesting that he's kind of at the top of, of some of these lists when you consider how deep that 
that Rams benches in terms of per, player per, or player personnel people. So, like, why do you think he's potentially getting more opportunities over a guy like Taylor Morton, their their senior personnel advisor, and someone you listed as the right hand man to Les Snead, or Brian Zanders, a, a former GM who spent some time with the Lions before um, and a very well respected mind. So, why do you think Brad Holmes is maybe uh, you know jumping them in order a little bit here? Well, I, I think that um, people are looking at this Rams roster and, um, you know, uh, let's, let's back this up a couple of years ago when the Rams made the trades for Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib, you know, and I remember um, the national uh, assumption was they're going all in, you know, it's mm-hmm. now or never, you know, yeah. and, and they're, they're, they're mortgaging their future, you know, um, that, that sort of thing and that kind of a narrative. Um, and it was always just in my reporting and, you know, uh, what it was always expressed to me. And, and I found this fairly obvious covering the team, uh, but it was anything but um, it was really a confidence level in that staff to, hey, w- we're going to extend ourselves maybe in these in, with these first round picks and these high draft picks to go get guys right now. Uh, but we're, we're, we're doing that because we believe that, uh, we could go find talent beyond just that first round. We have confidence that that our staff is going to be able to to still do the job even without those 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 big first round picks. So that was the inner confidence in in the building, and obviously that's um, you know uh, that's come to fruition. You look at this roster um, and how well they've played in spite of giving away all kinds of quote unquote giving away all kinds of first round picks. Um, but on the flip side, I think that. Now, when 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 people are starting to look at how are the Rams doing this without first round picks and having high priced players like Jared Goff and Aaron Donald, how are they building a, a playoff caliber roster around all these guys and not really missing uh, a, a beat? And you start having to, you know, you, I'm sure like that, that's when well they have a great staff that's 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 uh, putting great players into the pipeline and who's responsible for that or who's a, a big part of that and. And Brad Holmes is a big part of that. And so uh, that's how you earn your respect. And, and now I think teams are saying, maybe this is somebody that we need to come in and, and, and talk to, uh, you know, and, and, and see if maybe he's the right fit for this job. Because really, when you think about it, uh, what, is, what, what makes a successful football team? Obviously, it's top-down to, you know, top uh, leadership. Uh, it's a great coach. It's a great general manager. It's a great, you know, uh, staff, scouting staff, and all that. But but the bottom line is bringing in talent. You need talented players. The more talented the team is, the better uh, chance you are going to have to win. And how do you do that? How do you go about building a great roster? Well, it's not just hitting the obvious ones in the first round. It's second and third and fourth and fifth. It's guys that you're bringing in as undrafted free agents. It's guys like Austin Blythe who was cut by uh, the ball by the Indianapolis Colts and, uh, you know, uh, you know, had to play guard a little bit out of necessity, uh, which is sec- his second position. Now he's a center and doing pretty well. Uh, he's one of the like, last I checked, he was top 10 uh, center, um, you know, uh, in the NFL by pro football focus. Uh, it, it's guys like that. It's guys like David Edwards, um, what a fourth or fifth round pick from, from, uh, from Wisconsin that kind of fell on the draft. Now he's one of their starting guards. Um, you know, it's, it's guys like that. And so I think, you know, as, as teams are starting to look at their situations and, you know, why is our roster, you know, uh, uh, why don't we have depth? Why don't we have, you know, that's what we're looking for. Talent is the key. And so I think that people are recognizing the role that Brad Holmes has had in, in being able to replenish this roster, even without uh, premium picks in, in some cases. Uh, and so he's rightfully landed on the radar as a result of that. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about something uh, that you tweeted out yesterday that should be of very big interest to Lions fans. And then we're going to talk about some of maybe the concerns about Brad Holmes because there's no perfect candidate out there. I'm sure there are some things that that should draw some concerns and, and we'll talk about them when we come back on First Bite, our preview podcast. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back on First Bite talking about Lions general manager candidate Brad Holmes, uh, the current Rams director of college scouting. We're here with Vinny Bonsignor, the Raiders beat writer for Las Vegas Review Journal, but he's been on the the, Lo- the Los Angeles beat for plenty of years before that. Um, I want to get right to it. Um, yesterday, which uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, Tuesday you tweeted out that it's your understanding that the Lions' interest in Brad Holmes is serious. Uh, now I'm not going to tell you to to you know out your source or anything, but can you give us any any more detail there into into why Lions fans should be a little more in tuned in this guy, maybe more so than some of the other candidates? Yeah, um, you, you, uh, he's uh, how it's been described to me is is, is serious, and um, you know I, that's not to say that he's going to be the guy. Um, I'm sure there are there's some some serious candidates, but I think that he's um, the the feedback that I've gotten is that through throughout this you know, initial process, um, he's, he's emerged as a serious candidate. So, um, you know, that's not to say that he's going to get the job. Um, I don't, I'm not really privy on, on, uh, uh, who else they've really talked to and who else has, um, you know, kind of, uh, uh, resonated with them. But, but what I do know is, uh, Brad Holmes has. All right. I think maybe now um, we should transition to some things, some some concerns that we have of Brad Holmes. Um, I guess I guess the first thing would just be to straight up ask you, is there anything about the the Rams drafting in the past few years, um, you know, dating us all the way back to 2013 when he became the director of college scouting? Is there any any, you know, consistent mistakes they've made? Anything that, you know, maybe fans have been upset about, you know? Has he been more of an offensive guy, defensive guy, and any signs of struggle there? Because I mean, it's, it sounds like a pretty—you've painted a pretty nice picture, and obviously, since uh, since McVay has taken over, it has been a pretty nice picture over there in LA. But any any you know weak spots there necessarily? Um, it, you know, obviously, you're going to miss on on guys here or there, but you know, um, you know, I, I look at guys like John Johnson, um, who kind of came out of nowhere as a third round pick. Uh, I remember uh, that year, um, it was 2017, I believe it was, and um, Wade Phillips was the defensive coordinator. And, you know, they, they draft uh, uh, John Johnson in the third round from Boston College. Okay, you know, uh, um, you know, training camp comes. Uh, John has a uh, – I forget what kind of injury was. It was like a, a, a 
quad or a hamstring or something. So, so we didn't get a chance to see him in training camp, you know. And I remember him telling me he goes, I was he goes, I was I was literally uh, having nightmares that I was going to be the highest drafted player that never made it and never stepped a foot. He goes, I just felt like I was falling behind and falling behind because I couldn't get out there and play. So he like literally had those worries. Uh, but it was anything but. And about three games into the season, and this is you know by the time training camp was over. You know, in practice, you know, we get to see maybe the first 20 minutes, the first half hour, but then it's, you know, uh, we're out, they're game planning, and, and they're doing their thing. So we really didn't get a chance to, as reporters and observers to see John Johnson uh, very much. Come around the third game of the year, they literally, maybe a couple of days before a game, I want to say it was, a, it was, it was Washington, uh, they literally cut their starting and then we're all like, what? what? You know, what's going on? And, uh, yeah, uh, uh, and, and John Johnson is going to be the starter, a guy that nobody had ever really seen. I think he had a pick six. I know he had an interception his first game. It might have been a pick six. Uh, but but from from day one, this dude was a stud, you know, and, and now he's like the second-ranked safety in the, in the NFL. I'm not so sure that they're going to be able to re-sign him. By the way, if Brad Holmes becomes a general manager, keep an eye on John Johnson. Um, you know, that you can connect some dots. There, if there's uh, if there's a, a you know a desire from John John Johnson's part, but it, it's guys like that, guys like Sebastian uh, Joseph Day, their starting nose tackle uh, from Rutgers, who was you know fifth round pick or so. Uh, it, it's 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 Joe Noteboom. It's guys that they've been able to get starting quality play from uh, from the third round on. Um, you know, and it's it's uh, it's Cooper Cup. <laughs> You know, um, I'm sure you read the story, so you know the story about the celebration that the Rams had um, when Cooper ran his, what was it, a 4-6, I think it was, in the 40. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, just so your listeners will know, uh, uh, Cup is, is really a really good example. Um, you know, uh, if you, they loved him in college, all right? So there's no question that they loved him in college. Uh, they get to the senior ball. Um, and he just blows up in the senior ball. He's having tremendous practices. I'm not sure what he did in the game, but nobody cares about that. It was what he was doing in practices. And the Rams were like, um, you know, we, we love this guy. And there was a, um, there was a, uh, a technology that, that the senior bowl was utilizing to track players as far as uh, how fast they were playing, uh, not so much directly running, you know, like in the 40, but just playing, all right? And so um, uh, uh, after the, I'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But the Rams love this guy. They went to go check on him. They went and visited him uh, a bunch of times. They built a good relationship with him. Sean McVay uh, talked to him uh, at the at the uh, combine, um, you know. And and so when he ran his, and they were in love with him. They wanted him. Period. And so when he ran his four six four seven forty at the combine, they were you know I'm not sure how literally they were cracking open champagne bottles, but they were <laughs> celebrating because they knew that that time was gonna was gonna scare people away, um, and and they were able to sit patiently and get him in the third round and tremendous value uh, in the third round because they knew what a player he was about the speed. Uh, the postscript to that is they went back and looked at that technology that I was talking about, which measures um, on-field speed. And through this technology, uh, what what they were seeing was reaffirmed because in that senior bowl, um, I think it was the 2017 senior bowl, he was the fastest player in football speed, you know, when measured by playing. And so he wasn't so great in the straight 40, but nobody runs a straight 40 in football. 
but he was tremendous in just getting around and moving around and all the measurables uh, that, that you're looking for for a wide receiver fans, you know, the, 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 the four two uh, kind of speed. So that guy that, um, you know, that, that if, if I'm looking at a Brad Holmes, uh, he's in a, he's a prime example of Brad Holmes and there's many others, John Johnson included. So, um, you know, uh, uh, that's, uh, those that that's what one of the, to me his strong attribute is, is being able to find along with his staff uh, those kind of players. Yeah, I, I think Lions fans would be very happy to swap out one Boston College safety for another Boston College safety that's currently on the Lions roster. Vinny, uh, Will Harris has not returned the, the same kind of dividends as uh, as John Johnson has uh, this early in his career. But you know, you, you bring up a lot of a, a lot of really good stuff, Vinny, um, and we appreciate that. The the you know the the focus on analytics and things like that. Um, I think that's really going to excite Lions fans. Um, the, the, the question, um, the last question I have for you um, is just because he spent so long on the director of college scouting, of, you know, on, on that side of the football, do you think that he'll be able to and, you know, spending his entire time with the Rams, will he be ready to, to put together a pro personnel side, um, like bring them from L.A.? Or do you think he's well connected enough to reach out to, to other members in, in the NFL and, and, and bring some guys along with them in that, in that way? Uh, yeah, no question. And, you know, especially when you're out on the road and, and, and doing this, um, you know, year round where, where you're scouting and you're around other people of, um, of, uh, you know, who do what you do. Um, you're bound to make friends. You're bound to forge relationships. You're bound to, you know, and, and knowing Brad Holmes, uh, I'm sure that in his, you know, uh, in his mind, uh, he's probably been sizing people up. That's what you should be doing. Uh, just in case, if I get my chance as a general manager, you want to be able to have um, a scouting report of, you know, other other uh, staff members uh, in in your head. You're probably compiling that kind of a that kind of a list. So knowing Brad Holmes, I would figure that he's he's um, you know has an idea of of who he would like uh, uh, to to bring in. Um, you know. Obviously, because he hasn't done that before, there's always going to be that concern. Sure. Uh, but he's been around, you know. Uh, he, he he's 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 part of a, a process that's built this roster, um, you know. And, and you, you look at the the guys like uh, uh, Blythe, um, who they brought in, and Austin Corbett, uh, a, a guard from that they traded for. Uh, with the, with the Browns, who was high on their list, uh, you know, in the draft, but he went high in the second round, so they weren't able to get him. But then the Browns inexplicably gave up on him, and they swooped in uh, with a trade to get him for I think a fourth or fifth round pick. It's guys like that that you know his staff is is has has input in that because um, you know the last time anyone really saw him play was in college at Nevada. So you have to be um, you know if you're less sneed, you're talking to Brad Holmes and his staff about this guy and, and trying to get him to go down. Uh, on, on players like that. So, yeah, it's always going to be a concern when somebody hasn't done anything um, before uh, officially. But, you know, if you know Brad Holmes, you, you, you have a sense that he's going to be meticulous. He's going to be thoughtful about it. Um, he's going to build a, uh, a strong staff, um, you know, and, and I'd be surprised if, if, uh, if, if that part of the equation, you know, got the best of him, I would think that it would be the opposite of that. I think that he would be able to, to handle it and, and, and make that segue uh, to, to being a general manager 
because a lot of it is is your staff. Um, it's the voice that you give them. It's the respect that you give them. Uh, it's understanding and identifying strong candidates uh, to, to be a part of your group. Um, and, and I think that's 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 it more than more than you know anything. Now, of course, um, it'll come down to uh, you know now you're making decisions. You know, obviously, you have to run it through your owner and, and um, whoever is on top of him. Um, uh, and, and some of that is just making a strong case for what your plan is and what your idea is or why is, and this is the reason why we should do this. Um, but he's no wallflower by any st- uh, stretch of the imagination. He's going to get his point across. He does it in a, in a very, um, you know, classy way, uh, but you get the point, you know? So uh, some people are, you know, they get up on the table and, and, you know, smash around and, you know, uh, and, and make it, do it voicefully and forcefully. Other guys just do it a little bit more thoughtfully and, and uh, prudently. And I think he probably falls into that category a little bit more, but the point is the point gets across. And I think that, so long, long answer short. I, yeah, I think that he'd be fine in that. There is a little bit of a concern because he hasn't done it before, but I'd be shocked if he wasn't able to, to be a strong in that area making that uh, switch. Yeah. Vinny, I, I, I lied. One last question, and it's real quick. Um, I want you to be team president CEO because Brad Holmes has drawn interest from other teams. I know um, the Atlanta Falcons uh, interested in him as well. If you are Brad Holmes, Atlanta Falcons or Detroit Lions, which situation seems seems better built for Brad Holmes? Well, I want to say the last time I talked to him, I think he lives in Atlanta. Um, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. dang. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it should be. I think he's based in Atlanta. Um uh, or somewhere in that, because uh, he's from North Carolina. That's so a that big scouting be, hub too, right? It's really easy to get everywhere. Uh, that that helps, although you know you got the Big Ten in uh, in in in, uh, in in Michigan. There's a lot of talent there, but um, you know, uh, if he still lives in Atlanta, and I want to say, you know, I want to uh, put some wrong information out there, but I, I believe that that's where. I believe you're uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously that, that could be a consideration for him and, and, uh, and, and his family. But, um, you know, I think that whoever, but, but I also think that, you know, uh, there are serious interests, you know, on his part, um, you know, with the lions as well. So it's not like, uh, you know, he would decline that or something like that. Um, so, uh, and, and, and it's a, it's, it is a proud franchise. I know that they've been on, uh, on hard times, but, um, you know, there's there's no reason why the Lions shouldn't be uh, a, a viable team with the right kind of leadership, and I think Brad Holmes is is fits that. You know, I think that he'd be uh, a, a tremendous asset and a, and a great face for 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 that part of the operation. Um, but I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't predict like if, if if everything was equal and he and he had job offers for multiple teams, what would ultimately be the the deciding factor? Um, so. Uh, uh, but I guess if you're the Lions and you want him, go get him. Yeah, <laughs> make, it, make it make it known. Exactly. Yeah, and they might have to do that with him or Rick Smith because both of them, I think, have a. I, I think the, the Falcons have a leg up on on the Lions, and just in terms of whether it's location or or people that they already know inside the organization. But yeah, if you, if you got if you, if he's your guy, go get him. Make him an offer. He can't refuse that sort of stuff. Exactly. Um, Vinny. Uh, Awesome information. I appreciate your time here. Um, before we let you go here, um, the, the floor is yours to promote whatever you want, whether it's your your Vegas stuff, maybe if there's some Ram stuff that Lions fans are going to be interested in seeing, um, let us know. And, and where can they find you on Twitter and all that good stuff? 
Yeah, uh, at Vinny Bonsignor on Twitter. Um, you know, if you if if uh, as far as the Rams go, uh, it, it's been a little while, about a year and a half. But uh, you know, all my stuff, I'm sure, uh, is still on the Athletics. So just type my name in. Um, you know, there. Uh, but currently, um, you know, the Las Vegas Review Journal, VegasNation.com. Uh, covering uh, this unusual move for the Raiders from Oakland to Las Vegas without any fans, unfortunately. But, um, you know, uh, and and much like the, the Lions, you know, they're trying to get that corner turned and trying to get this thing straightened out and headed in the right direction. And uh, so it's it makes for an interesting story uh, with Raider fans and Raider Nation. Uh, it's, it's frustrating uh, and disappointing right now. Uh, but I do think that for them, uh, you know, brighter days are ahead. Just needs a little bit more patience, which is hard to come by these days. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> Vinny, thanks again for your time. Awesome, awesome stuff. We might, you know, talk up with you again. If, if Brad Holmes ends up being their guy, we'll probably reach out to you again to, to hear more, uh, more stories because you had a bunch of them. And uh, we appreciate your time. Absolutely, guys. Have a good one and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, We will catch you again after the end of the Lions 2020 season, which comes to an end against the Minnesota Vikings Sunday night. We'll be here right here live on Twitch and YouTube, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. But until then, it's chaos. Be kind, everybody.